Welcome to episode 294 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, our team, welcome on to episode 294 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Arles. How you going, mate? Good. I'm feeling a bit left out without my earphones on today. Well, we had a few kind of noises in the background, so we're kind of, I've got mine. You're looking good. I feel really good. I tell you what, John, I was on Amazon, I found this website the other day, and they had um, the top 100 rated products on Amazon. Audio and te- I Am Talk was on there. No, 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 no. You can't buy him up. Well, we should have been on there. But the Audio Technica ears we were like number three. There you go. So, Audio Technica team, just that. Yeah. Anyway, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Got some facts for you this week, mate. Good. Yeah, I did my piece. <laughs> I got my facts. Athlinks.com. Got no facts on that, but they got lots of. We'll give you some facts. And Extreme Endurance. And there's always facts about those guys, isn't there? Facts. Anyway, guys, in this week's show, wait a second, I'm going to put up my show notes here. We've got, we've got a bit of news. I've, I've kind of. Vetoed your notes a little bit Okay Because I've had a bit of a coup Just okay. before the show uh, It's not a coup I can assure you of that It's a coup John It's a coup <laughs> They're taking over and we got a, 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 What have we got We've got news We've got age group of the week We've got website of the week Coach's Corner yes. Just a traditional show mate Yes And then we've got an interview With one of our new sponsors Dirk Friel from TrainingPeaks.com We have to get his old man On the show as well Yes we will Yeah a bit of an In-depth interview with him We mm-hmm. could probably get on Legends Quite possibly yes Yeah because he yeah. is the mind of the sport, isn't he? Well, he's not the mind of the sport, but he's, he's certainly one of the, of the well, sort of he's one, one of the one of the yeah. original coaches, and certainly probably leading the way in terms of scientific coaching. I would say, mm. and um, yeah, the triathlon training bible that he um, wrote is, and the cyclist training bible is certainly one of the the must have sort of books. And then we've got some questions and answers at the end. Well, John, he wanted to talk about Challenge Wanaka at the beginning of the show, but I'm, I'm vetoing that. But this is, this is a, the, it's a coup, John. The, the, the triathlon media is going crazy, and it's not a coup because it's over every flipper website there is. But it is big news. Yes. It's massive news. Chrissy Wellington is taking some time out from triathlon or from she, Ironman. She's pregnant. You reckon she's up the duff, do you? <laughs> no, probably is that, your, is that your prediction? Let's <laughs> uh, We said it here first. <laughs> she's up the duff. <laughs> so she didn't I'm, say that in her interviews. No, she did. I, I'm not totally surprised by this. I think, I don't know. It was, it was going to come at some stage. Well, I, I'm a little... Well, no, I have to admit, I was totally surprised when I got the news when mm-hmm. and listeners started emailing it through. And I must say, Jones, the wise one, Botel, people send us through the links. He's done us like a report on the reports. Yeah. So he's, he's, what he said is he basically... There's an interview on one of the BBC websites with Chrissy and it kind of wraps it up and says she will not be competing in Ironman in 2012 so it might just be a year off um, she does not rule out non-Ironman competitions but does not put any name or events around that uh, she will not pursue marathons or Olympic distance she has too much respect for those athletes and does not want to disrespect their talents by suggesting that she could be successful at different distances uh, she focuses on triathlon but it's not the only thing in her life and she wants to build this a platform she basically she wants to sell her book um, and to be honest, she's always been pretty driven by her motivation for charities and, and the mm. bigger cause, hasn't she? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people sort of talk up the possibility of Chrissy doing Olympic distance and stuff. And she's, I don't think she's ever really said that she's, no. she'd be any good at it. And the reality is she wouldn't because she's just not a fast enough swimmer. So, uh, yeah, be interesting to see if she makes a comeback or not. Well, I think she will. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think it's the end of Chrissy Wellington in our sport. No. And a year out, it's not going to... She's still going to be keeping very fit, very active. If you take a year of zeros, then you're going to be... Um, it's going to be really hard to come back. But I've, I think that's highly unlikely. And um, she obviously lives with um, her boyfriend, Tom um, Tom Lowe, who's going to be really active. So I'm sh- sure she'll still be very fit. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll probably see her back. I have to say, John, just as a bit of a side note, I think my prediction, she, she won't be... Paula might be coming closer now. You said she probably would. Oh, did I? Okay. <laughs> I said she wouldn't because I thought she other things would get in the way, and so I'm right, Bevan. No, didn't you say she would? I think well, no. I think it's the other way around. You said she would. Well, okay. Well, no, I said she would, but I I said she could. <laughs> no, See, now no, you're no, changing no, your tune. I said she could, but <laughs> no, I didn't, didn't think she would. No, I said I, I said it would be too hard because she's going to run out of time. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, let's just renege on that one, eh? Eh? No, eh? no, no renege. Well, but it's yeah. big news. And, and I suppose the one thing, you know, like when we go to Conan and we see the interviews with all the pros, you know, you look at traditional Ironman triathletes, a lot of them have done triathlon forever and, you know, have come from that love and this desire. And, and they really come from the athlete achievement focus. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, you know, you hear Crow, he's not talking about any great causes. And it's not that he's not doing any good stuff for the public, but, mm. you know, his focus is on being the best athlete. And, you know, Chrissy didn't do her first Ironman until she was 30, I think I was reading before. Right. So, you know, and, and from the start, and she talks about how when she was working with Brett Sutton, how at first she kind of felt a little bit, you know, this is a bit of a selfish sport and I'm not really sure if it's my thing. And Brett Sutton said to her, actually, this can help you build a platform which can have a bigger impact on the world. And, you know, she's obviously chosen this as a time to actually explore that platform and do some bigger things. So good on her, I reckon. Mm. What are the implications for the female fields now? Somebody else will win. <laughs> no, wow. you're on fire. It's going to be a great show today. I think that um, it is quite interesting because she's obviously so far in front of everybody else. So Rennie's loving it, I reckon. Yeah, but but Rennie is she's quite a bit ahead of everybody else. But I think when people look at Rennie and they look at Chrissy, it's two different things. You look at Chrissy, and in the back of your mind, you'd have to go, "She's unbeatable." You know, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. if she has a diabolical well, day, she did this year, didn't she? Yeah, she had a, a, and still won. Yeah, so yeah. I think most of the girls would be looking at her, going, "Yeah, we, we are racing for second. I think when they look when they'd look at Rennie, they'd go, "Well, she is a smoking fast runner, and she's clearly the, she's been the second best." And, but, and, and, but I and think a good step second best, yeah, but achievable challenge. But achievable challenge. Someone like Caroline Stephan um, or some of the other girl, girls, you know, if they can get a nice big lead, like they, like if if, if Caroline Stephan was fit this year to, to run, you know, she wasn't clearly didn't have her running legs there, um, you know, I think they'd be backing herself. Well, if I have a great day and she doesn't have quite her perfect day, I'm, I could be in here. It so must be funny for the female it. athletes because they would love this news. You know what I mean? Like, well, yes and no. You're oh, come on. <clears throat> like with Chrissy, like sure, if it was someone like, you know, if it was Coral E. Mecca and they're close and, you you know, but as you say, with Chrissy, mm. you know, it's another league. She's mm. like 15, 20 minutes ahead of all well, of them. We'll ask them. I don't want to put words in their mouth. We'll, we'll ask them next time we get them yeah, on. Yeah, but we'll get, the, we'll get the PC answer. You know, I wanted the challenge of, you know, Chrissy, you held the light up for us. We wanted the challenge. <laughs> Deep down, they're going, yes, more money and I can make my living out of this Certainly thing. more money. You know, so... Interesting, interesting dynamic happening there. Um, James Botel was saying, "Well, why, why would she be doing this? He's got the top three things. Here's his top Crikey three. Dick. <laughs> right, He's starting a family. She's up the duff. That's John. John yeah, said it. That's it. So if she did say that, I'll give you that one. Um, media opportunities, maybe doing some work on BBC Sports. Well, she's a great personality, and she is really good with people. Um, and Ironman.com and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I don't think she'd be that motivated no. towards that stuff. And then not, not that I know anything. And then uh, humanitarian opportunities, which I, I think guarantee. would be a strong second. Now, one thing that did come out through the whole thing is she's got her uh, new audio. Yeah. Did you ever yep. listen, John? 
Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, you have to admit it wasn't my cup of tea either. I had a bit of a listen to it. It's, it's an audio file that you can buy. Um, and we got given from them doing PR. Yeah. Is that how we got it? I'm not sure. but So we downloaded and had a bit of a listen to it. And um, It's just motivational sort of stuff. If you're into that sort of stuff, you know, get, you know it's, your, it's your cup of tea. But um, Basically what happens is Chrissy basically talks through some music and uses a lot of motivational stuff. And, you know, if that's what you're into, it works for you. And for, I mean, You know, it's hard for us because we're coming from a place of being athletes and we know what works for us. And so it's hard for us to judge products like this because we're not the total newbies and maybe there is a place for it in the market. So, um, But that's one thing she's doing in her time off. So we'll put a link to that audio file stuff that you can get, um, which we've really just promoted really well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll put a link to that in our show notes www.iamtalk.me Okay, so another piece of news Well, one other piece of news this weekend Is we've got our first Iron Distance race of 2012 No, that's incorrect news, Bevan Is it? We had uh, the Hits race we had Oh, the, the wow, let's be, <laughs> let's, 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 <laughs> let's be honest Let's be honest This is the first, <laughs> first real deal <laughs> let's, let's, well, let's say our first Iron Distance race Over 150 people Yes, so yeah. the Challenge Wanaka um, It's New Zealand's largest triathlon festival Featuring over 2,000 participants And we were saying last week Which, you know, that Victoria The Challenge Wanaka crew Is probably the best organiser In regards to us When it comes to promoting her race, eh? Yeah, just Ask her something, and she'll give you a reply. Bullet points, boom, we're away. Yep, she's going to make nicely. us look good today, isn't she? I think she is. Yeah, so work. I think one of the key things with the challenge race for New Zealanders is it's, a, it's significantly better prize money so what's than... So what's I mean is, is it 50,000 now, is it? Yeah, 50,000 US. Okay. Um, and and, and Wanaka's 80,000 US. Yeah, so it's better prize money. 80,000 New Zealand? 80,000 New Zealand. Yeah, so what would that be used? Why is he going to get I my computer out? I think it's fifty thousand euros. I think, um, but anyway, it's eighty thousand um, dollars prize money, which is the biggest prize purse in New Zealand. And what's going to be interesting this year is um, I've got to say the women's field is, is pretty thin, yep. but the guys' side is uh, there's a lot of guys that could potentially win the race. So we don't have the guys that are it's not rock know, stars, but good second levels, eh? Yeah. yeah. So um, we've got Jamie White, who's a defending champion, and he's a he's a Kiwi guy, and he's had some good races and other challenge events around the world, challenge half races, um, plenty of podiums. So, uh, you know, defending champion, he's got to be in the, in the mix. Kieran Doe, you never know what the well, hell he's going to well, do. We haven't heard much of Kieran in the last kind of year, have we? Because no. he had that good race, didn't he? He had a couple of good races. Well, he won then... Canada, and he's, he's uh, Ironman Canada, and he's had some great races. And if he's on, um, he could just rip the course to shreds, but you just never know what And this is a get. hard bike course. It, like, it's chippy, it's kind of rolling. Yeah. So, you know, like, for him, that's an advantage. So, um, he'll, he'll be leading out of the swim he will lead early on and and he could just tear it apart but you just you just never know with him looking at the field who would be able to ride with him um roadsy but but he but nobody will be come out of the swim with him he's he's significantly better than the rest of them in the swim so Mm. he's going to be solo um so mark schwetzen he won in 2008 hasn't really done much since then um but he's a very strong runner but i think he'll he'll probably get blown away a bit in the in the rest of the race aaron farlow is certainly one to watch he had uh, multiple good races this year he won ironman uk and had plenty of other podiums as well so he certainly could could win it. Courtney Ogden has um, uh, what do you, I think he won Ironman. He's won Ironman Perth. Was it uh, Western Australia? Didn't yep. win last year, but he won, I think he won the year before. Good guy too. I talked to him in Kona. Yeah, so yeah, good, consistent performer. Should be on the podium. Keegan Williams. Um, he has consistently been a podium place getter and apparently uh, ranked in New Zealand. How, yeah. does, how do you get a ranking in New Zealand? Well, I don't know actually. Hmm. But uh, you'd have Brownie, Bazzoni, and then. Botzoni, and then uh, 
Well, Keegan, Keegan probably. Yep. Uh, so he could be there or thereabouts. He had a great race in Rote last year. Got third there, I think. Yep. Pete Verbrusic probably. You would say that. He's probably not going to be on the podium, but he'll be in the top five. Yep. He always just sort of chips away. And then Rhodesy's in, in, for the, in the mix. And Is Rhodesy fit? Well, Rhodesy at the weekend, he came and did the contact tri-series race for a sprint distance triathlon. Gotta love Rhodesy. And uh, in Christchurch, as a bit of a bit of show, bit of a hit down. And I was thinking, Rhodesy, you're going to get smashed to pieces. <laughs> and uh, you had a lot of faith in him, did you? <laughs> and Rhodesy came out of the swim with the with the lead bunch, and then he rode away from them. It was a non drafting race, and he the guys uh, the, the guys that were behind him, pretty solid riders. The guy that I coached got second, Mike, and he's very strong on the bike, and he was on a TT bike as well. And Rhodesy just slashed them on the really? bike. Really. So um, I was very impressed. Where did Rhodesy get overall? He got third. I mean, he got run down. His run's not where he, where it need, where it used to be. Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna be able to need. He, he could have a fantastic swim, fantastic bike. You're right. Did you want to yeah. you want to cough a little bit? Yeah. yeah. He's just he's getting his glasses. I'm like his mother. You know, um, I, just, I just know when he needs love. But but Rhodes, he's gonna need, he's gonna need to put in a three hour marathon. If he can do that, he certainly can be. In, where would Rhodes run in the old days? Like well, in the old days, in his peak running condition. Oh, he was able to run about two fifty five. Um, so five, three hour. Yeah, no, he's, he's certainly got the potential, but he's had those, all those injuries and things like that. He's, um, but if he can run three hours, he, he should be putting in a really strong bike. Wouldn't put it past him as well. So you've got, you know, good four or five guys that um, could take this out, and quite a good dynamic of different different abilities. You know, some good swimmers, some good bikers, a couple of good runners come through. Some guys are quite balanced. So um, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the guys race. It's a good race, eh? Hmm. And uh, on the women's side of things, we've got uh, Gina Crawford, uh, who, to be honest, looking at the rest of the field, should. Be favourite. She should, but you don't know how she's going to respond in terms of uh, coming back from having a baby. She seems to be going quite well in her in her lead up races, and and she's feeling really confident about things. But um, should she not have a great day, then there's going to be other girls nipping at her heels. You got Chrissy Sim, who's again she's one of those girls. You know she won't be challenging for the win normally, but she'll probably be on that sort of podium. She's won um, was third in Challenge Monica last year. Yeah, and then you've got a bunch of other girls in the Cole Ward, Simone, Simone Mayer, Tasman Hayes and Kansas Hammond. Again, if Gina's on form, they shouldn't really be getting uh, shouldn't really be getting close to her. Um, but if she's not, if she has any issues, then hey, you never know what might happen. Well, Thorsten, I've, I've closed my window there that had Thorsten's Well, don't worry, John, because I've been thinking ahead about your th- a couple of things you need to know, guys, is that first of all, 80,000 New Zealand is 63,500. Thousand US, right? So, and I think an Ironman's about fifty thousand, so it's a little yep. bit ahead of that. Um, and then uh, he's got um, Aaron Farlow in first spot, right? And he's picking Kieran Doe and Courtney Ogden in third. Yep. So um, he's, and he's got Rhodesy quite a long way down there, isn't he? Ninth. Yeah, because Rhodesy, he, he, he's, he's, he, well, he's either there or he explodes, but, yeah, he, but he true. quite often finishes. Yeah. And so you can have some pretty crappy times in there. So for so, someone like Thorson, that doesn't work, does it? No. Yeah. No. So and the girls, well, Rebecca Keep must have been entered. But she's no longer racing So you've got Jenna Crawford He's got uh, Candice Ham- Hammond And then we've got Britta Martin okay. yeah. yeah So uh, yeah And I'm looking forward to the day The but, um, Keats left um, Team TBB Apparently yes mm. And also originally On the start list Was Richard Usher Which is a shame He's not racing Because oh, that true. would have Another, another um, what happened element to it I'm not sure I have a feeling He might, do, might be doing Coast to coast It's just a feeling I have I got a feeling mm. Okay coming up This weekend is Also we've got Isra Man 
is a man, so an iron distance race in Israel. And then we've got a new event called the Bone Island Triathlon. So, again, this is going to be, a, a, be interesting like to see how it goes. Yeah, it was fantastic. Thanks, Thanks. Um, it's in, in the States. It's down in, uh, in Florida. And I guess the challenge they're going to have is they're having it in January the 12th, uh, 2013. So good, good, good idea in terms of giving a, a, basically a year's a notice. Race. Yeah, but 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 no, but it's it's year round, Florida, year round yeah. sun down there. Yeah. So a bit like the the hits race they had uh, down in Florida a few weeks ago, you know, it was pretty nice attracting <laughs> attracting a big field at that time of the year could be a yep. bit of a challenge. But I mean, I've already had a guy that I coach email saying, "Hey, I'm keen to do that race." Which one? The the Bone Island? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but but I said, "Well, so hey, people have heard about it." It's only just just come out. This yeah, but, uh, did you let him know about it, or did uh, he's heard, he heard about it? There, oh, that's a, it's, it's an organi- It's a company that organises quite a few races over so there. So they've got a, a big database. Okay. So I guess that's a challenge that you're always going to have is convincing the. What's the What's the point of difference? Is it a cool event? Like, is there, have you looked much at the course or anything? No, I guess the point of difference is the time of the year. There's not many many okay. races on at that time of the year, and down in the Florida Keys, I guess it's probably pretty nice down there. I'm picking. I'm, I'm not sure. Website, we're talking. So it's the same guys that run the Beach to Battleship event, which is an distance race so okay, and they do well there don't they yeah so hopefully they put on a good show okay then we've got the it's M- boneislandtry.com oh the mi i'm picking my oh you reckon i reckon my it's called my titanium, titanium. i think m okay. or mi could be another another iron distance race and that is going to be and they're going to they're going to have a sprint and olympic a half and that's going to be on june and june 2011 no yes Sorry, no, I'm still looking at it's not on. June 2011 because we've gone past June 2011. Have we? So, would you find this, John? They're adding they're adding the full to the race that they had this year in you June sure? 2011. Are you yes. sure about that? So they can go to mytitanium.com. Okay, I'll do that right now. Oh, what, are you going to talk about this, or were you just no? Just mentioning that people that's two new events out it? there in North America. We're in North, North America's quite big. Ah, uh, <laughs> Michigan. It's in the state of Michigan. Isn't that where? Isn't Detroit in Michigan? Michigan? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's where the cars are made. Yes. Well, so that, now that if we're, if we're basing it on websites, John. Yes. I'd be doing the mytitanium.com. Nice, is it? It's a pretty look at it. It's a pretty good website. Very nice. Yeah, it's very sharp. Yes. And they've even got the YMCA of Greater Grand Rapids. Nice. Yep. So anyway, I'm just talking crap. Okay, guys, go. sponsor coffees of Hawaii. Do you know what year this year is, Bevan? Uh, um, it's the end of the world year. <laughs> it seems to, there's always some prophecy every year, isn't there? Isn't no, John, because the, what is it? The the pagans? The pagans? I don't, I don't know. know. 2012, you know, seriously? It's been nice knowing you guys. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But it's also the year of the dragon roast. <laughs> to celebrate Chinese New Year, of the, 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 the Chinese New Year of the dragon. So when is the New Year of China? It, it, it changes from time to time. Where can you have a New Year change? I don't know, but it does. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, from memory, it's traditionally in f- around February ish. When time. you were in Hong Kong, did you celebrate New Year? Because, oh, yeah. You did? They went hard. Kung Hei Fa Chai. Kung Hei Fa Chai. What does that mean? Happy New Year. Kung Hei Fa Chai. And you go around, and if you're a. Um, <laughs> Because if, if, I obviously I was hanging out with the, chi- the Chinese, uh, Hong Kong Chinese guys, and um, at that stage, if you're a single, um, I think girls got it as well as guys, um, Lysi, that's what it's called, Lysi. You'd go around and you'd just go, you know, Were you single? Kung Hei Fa Choi, I was. Um, but both single, not married. Is, and, what do you mean? <laughs> you're single, not sure. married? Well, yeah, that's a good point, good point. Um, I'm pretty sure it was called. Lysi, maybe? I'm not sure. But anyway, you go around and go, Kong Hei Choi to people, and uh, anybody remotely connected to you somehow will give you a little red envelope with money in it. 
And uh, and they're just so you, <laughs> you know, have to give money away yourself. No, no, it's parents and grandparents and all that. So it's basically just a money giving um, exercise. Did, but did you know anyone? Did you get much money? Yeah, well, I'd go along to. I would like guys would invite me along to their their New Year's parties, and the people would just start dishing money out to me. Their parents and things like that. Right. We needed to set this up in New Zealand, and and the the, the, the kids <laughs> they do very well out of it. Like the parents, it's they put a lot of money in these. Are things they big on birthdays and stuff like that? Uh, not Chinese New Year is the big thing over there. Really? So is it kind of like so they don't do Christmas, do they? Not nowhere near as big as us. Chinese New Year is, is it, and it's a big moment. And anyway, so you, was it like an alcoholic party? Like, did everyone get pretty? They don't, do, they don't do alcohol so much. No, oh. It's just just partying. They, they mean they do it, but not to the, the same extent that we do. <laughs> um, anyway, back to coffees of Hawaii. They've created a limited edition Molokai red. Oh, Ketuai beans and Maui yellow Ketura beans, um, both over-ripened in their husks. Do you know dark, what's quite funny about that? Is that? As you said husk, you lost your voice in a husky tone. Dark roasted, the resulting flavour is sweet and spicy in character, revealing hints of cinnamon, allspice and licorice, full body, low acidity. Chinese culture has been part of Hawaiian history since Captain Cook's landing in 19... 19- in 1778 make the connection today well if you go to the, their website and you put in a code I am talk you get a 25% discount John but each week until I run out of facts I'm going to give you a couple of facts right coffee facts coffee facts first fact is there's over 300 tonnes of coffee produced in the world each year which is enough for every man child doesn't seem like female, a lot or it must be more than that maybe 3,000 so your sure. facts aren't right <laughs> I think I maybe wrote that down wrong 3 million tonnes whatever Lots of, basically there's enough people drink there's enough tonnes produced so everyone can have at least two coffees a day but coffee can only be, to be produced between in the coffee belt have you heard of this no so the coffee belt is between the Tropic of Cancer and Capricorn. Right. And that's why in America you can only produce coffee in Hawaii because there's a belt that goes around the world that only coffee can be produced only in that part there. Albert, can you verify these facts yes, for us, no, you, Well, maybe not 300 tons. Yes. But the, yeah, it's true. And so America is the number one consumer of coffee in the world, but mm-hmm. it can only be produced in Hawaii because of the coffee belt. Right. So... Fact number one. Fact number two. Fact number one was a bit average. I'll do a bit more research on that for next week. So coffeesofaway.com. Check it out, guys. Okay, so first of all, hot topic of the week. And uh, I don't think we've got a great response to this one, mate, do we? No. So I sort of put it out there last week. Um, Who are we going to see sort of break into the top ten this year? And I'm not necessarily talking about Kona. I'm talking about top ten performances, you know, graded by Torsten's fantastic rating system. And uh, so, yeah, who are the guys that are going to come through? Now, we need to think back to the rating system last year. Was it Kona top heavy or did he? Yes, well, no, it wasn't top heavy, but the people that won in Kona were predominantly in the top ten. So I'm just going to estimate. I haven't got the report in front of me. So you just picked top ten in Kona? Sorry? Well, no, well, no. Say, say five of the top ten, roughly. I think were Kona guys, um, but you had you had plenty of other performances in there outside of Kona. So, yeah, I think, yeah, because if all the best guys are in Kona, and that's when they're peaking for. Man, my voice is not good today, Ben. What's happening, mate? <coughs> How'd that sound? That sounded sensational. I'm trying good. to find straight. Um, so right, so the guys that made some comments up there, Jeff Carey, I think Tom Lowe is one to look out for in 2012. Good results in 2011 and pretty inspirational partner to keep him motivated. Well, she's not even going to be training, so she's not going to keep him motivated. Well, no, because she's got those tapes you can give him. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, Andrew Ross, he's saying Jodie Swallow is going to tear it up if she can stay fit. <laughs> Imagine if that was true. Imagine if every time you went out for a ride, he put his crazy tapes on. <laughs> oh, God. 
Sorry. Um, I think I heard as well that Jody Swallow might have also left Team BBB. Yeah, now Fegan was giving the answer, but then the um, Bella and Stephen had gone back to them. Okay. Mm. Well, she probably she sort of had a year off with with baby side of things. Yeah. God, okay. your life must be tough for a kid. Imagine being a pro Ironman. No, you just swap around, just like Aaron and Scott used to do. Yeah, but travelling and... Yeah, travelling, that would be a bit of an issue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. travelling would tired. be an issue. Because mm. it's hard enough being one parent when you're tired before. I remember even two parents tired. Yes, it's true. Mm. Gareth Hall, he says, look out for Clayton Fettel. He's a gun-swim-run combo. And he had a reasonable race in Ironman Western Australia. So I've, heard, I've seen that name banded around a bit in, in some short course racing as well. So, yes, I think good idea to look out for him. Are you just reading them all? You can well, keep going, because no, I'm, okay. I'm finding the next thing we're talking about. Peter, well. Peter Tinholt. <laughs> Peter Tinholt. Daddy did. Does Pete Jacobs count after a second at Kona? Of course he doesn't count. I mean, I think if you're at second at Kona, you've, you, I think you've made the breakthrough. Yeah. Oh, you, so you're talking for breakthroughs. Okay. Yeah, breakthroughs. This year was a breakthrough. Oh, well, I reckon last year was a breakthrough for him. Yeah, yeah. Because he got, what did we get last year? We had the fastest run split. He's maybe about... Fifth, sixth, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but um, he hit the bite penalty as well. So yeah. you kind of went, wow, well, we could be next so I, year. I don't think Pete Jacobs counts as a breakthrough, but he is uh, is certainly one somebody to keep you keep your eye on. Uh, Ollie Stevens, I would agree. Jody Swallow, if she's injury fee free, and he think this is a good one. I think Michael Raylert's debut could be the fastest debut Iron Man ever. So I think there will be quite a bit of pressure on him when he's, he's obviously going to have to go and do an Iron Man somewhere before he goes off and does Kona. But I think again. Definitely one to watch. Rasmus, why, why, why didn't he do it this year? He was injured. Oh, okay. So he didn't qualify, so then didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't kind of. Um, Rasmus Sensvin Selhead, I'm looking forward to seeing team TBB athletes Swallow and Hecht, and of course Michael Raylert in Ironman debut. Uh, Ned Phillips, Clayton Fatel, he also mentioned Clayton Fatel. You Aussies must be loving him. He's already one of the best swim bike combos. His run seems to be get, getting there as well. He's only about 25. Wow. And then uh, we've got somebody who's who's clearly uh, um, from Denmark because he's saying look out for Jimmy Johnson and Michelle Yesterby. And uh, when I don't know, hadn't heard of Michelle Yesterby, and I went on there, and they're both Danish athletes. So oh, and that was from Morton, Morton Paulson, obviously a uh, obviously from from Denmark. Okay, John, your thoughts? Uh, oh, I had a bit of a look through Torsen's um, list and sort of, uh, and I, yeah, it was pretty. I couldn't pick up any that were really, I think, they're going to rip into it and win Kona, but I thought Fred, Frederick Van Leerd is one. Um, I think he had a bit of a breakthrough year with his win in uh, he was a nice guy, Ab- wasn't Ab- he? Yeah, Abu Dhabi, and then he backed that up with a really <coughs> solid race, and I think it might have been Nice or... or, or, or the nice thing for him, and as we talked about when we interviewed him in Kona, is that he doesn't have that financial worry. Mm. You know, like, for, for a young guy coming up, if you could not have to worry about the money, if you make sure you've got an income coming in, mm-hmm. and then, you, you know, it's so much less stress that you can just focus on training with quality because he had a family, he's got kids, yeah. you know, and wife and all the rest of it. And that's such an advantage, yeah. Mm. So yeah. I think um, potentially we could could look out for him. Um, one person that really seemed to storm onto the scene a little while ago and uh, is still winning races but hasn't necessarily put in a, a top 10 performance is Heather Wirtle. So I might, might, I'm thinking she might sort of crack Didn't into Didn't she get it. 10 this year? Uh, she might have got in the top 10 But I don't think that was in the top 10 On Torsten's ratings you see oh, So while she got 10th okay. there There were girls from other races like Texas But she had a good like Kona She had a good Kona yeah. She was top 10 So I'm thinking she might might really step up And then my other two that I sort of were picking in there Maybe Ronnie Shieldneck Because he recently went a sub 8 yep. In I think it was Florida maybe Something and he might About time He's won Switzerland lots and lots of times So I'm thinking he could be ready for a real 
kick butt performance somewhere. And the other one that I've got on the list is potentially Terenzo Bozzoni. So he he's had a top 10, hasn't he? Did he get 10th or did he get 11th? Okay, he's had an 11th. Can't remember if he's had a ten, uh, in the top 10 or not. But uh, he's been injured. He had a very serious injury and surgery. Achilles, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And um, I'm just wondering if that's going to be a blessing in disguise. If he doesn't go out there and race his nuts off... Um, then maybe he might might have one in him. It'd be good to see him coming on because Cam's getting towards the end of his career and, and Torenzo's mm-hmm. kind of New Zealand's next big hope, really, isn't he? Yes. You know, to, we've got some good athletes, but next yeah. guy who could be potentially up there in the, on the oh, top, top level. So come yeah. on, Torenzo. But well, Zoni. Um, I'm going to go for a Torenzo, probably Van Leer. <laughs> I figured you'd leave him. Nice <laughs> I don't know P's on this. But I have done my P's on the other work, John, and this week's try app is um, not app. Although, kind of. Yes. This week's discussion is based around apps. We've got a couple of emails from Adam Tinley, and we also got from Luke Miller. And uh, I was talking to Luke the other day, and he was saying, how, uh, have you done Strata? And I go, what's Strata? And he goes, oh, Strata's awesome. Yeah, we had that website on as website of the week. Have we? Yep. Have we? Yep. Sure. Positive. Because Ian, right there from Pyrenees Multisport, was on there, and he was also having a bit of a ding-dong battle at times time with uh, Russell Cox, and it sort of tracks all your training, and you have champion hill climbing things and things like that. So, yeah, so what you do is basically, yeah, well, you, you, Strata is a really great app, and it's basically you can choose routes, and then people in your local area, you can race against each other, so it becomes a bit of a kind of who's got the biggest pair of shoes. Yes. And, uh, and so they've got, I'm looking at one right here, Dyer's Pass Up Hackthorn. Pride. Via Hackthorne. So, yes. Who's uh, got, got the record? Mark Cook. 17.33. And then jo- Joanna Kay, which may be Joanna Kaysenowski. Bevan, I think we could get up onto that 26. top ranking there. You reckon? No, this is from Kashmir Road to the Kiwi. Yeah. 17? I've never heard of the guy, so we'd, you'd be able to take him. You reckon I, I could do that? Able, I wouldn't be able to. You but reckon I could do that? No, well, if Joanna, Joanna Kizanowski is ranked second, I think you can beat a check out the top there. I don't really think it must be Joanna Kizanowski because she took 26 minutes. Uh, Joanna Key, she's pretty fast. She mm. was New Zealand, she's like New Zealand's top rider. Mm. Although she's a sprinter, not a climber. Mm. So anyway, anyway, so anyway, Strata's a really cool app. But what's, and, so the topic for this week well, is... And so the thing is, nowadays, apps are such a big part of what we do. You know, you know the iPhones, the Android apps. Now, for some reason, lots of people are asking what's happened to our Android app, and I don't know. I thought it's you said it was crap. Well, it was crap, and then it disappeared. Right. But we don't really control it. The company who provides that bandwidth for the show just said, hey, we do apps. Do you want us to do one? Said, yeah, why not? And uh, maybe they took it down because it was crap. Right. And so, maybe we should get another one. Well, I'll wait. Okay, I'll get on to that. There you go. <laughs> That's the uh, I was looking for. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> Put it on my to-do list. No, but um, but the thing is, you know, I've got Matt Moran. I'm sure you've got oh, – do you yep. have apps on your phone? No. I stay away from those things. Why didn't you get an iPhone? That's all I'm saying. I told you at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some really great apps, and I'm sure there's the obvious ones like the Map My Runs, and, and it seems like Strava is, is proving to one be one that's pretty cool. But what apps do you guys know that you use a lot in your training? You know, mm-hmm. and you know maybe or just apps in general. Mm-hmm. Angry Birds. Have you played Angry Birds? No. What about Cut the Rope? Okay, how am I, I going to play phones? Things I haven't got apps on my phone. Well, you need to buy an iPhone. Okay? No, I don't. You should Apple, do. Apple is not God. Uh, John. Do not swear in front of me. <laughs> okay. So that's this week's discussion. What are the best apps for training or just for life? There we go. Wait a second. I've got to put my show notes more over the place here. Okay. Music. We need some music. Oh, okay. Here's some music. Here's some music. Wait a second. We've got a good age. We'll be coming up. Here we go. Um, 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 keep talking. Keep talking. Um, yeah, that email I've sent in, does that still work, does it? What do you mean? What is our email? I am talk at gmail.com. Okay. It does. Obviously works. <laughs> what did they send it to? Yeah. I've, I've, Pause it. <laughs> oh no, it's I am talk podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're not still recording, eh? Yeah. Oh, we don't. 
<laughs> Back it up. Do you want me to cut that out? Yeah. Okay, I probably won't. <laughs> Aged group of the week. Okay, John. Well, we got sent through an email from Wasingham's Justin C. Waller. Justin C. Waller says, "Hey there, Jinx. Please keep up the great work." Okay, we will. I missed you during your break after Kona. It's great to have you back. So, it must have sent it around Kona time, right? I'm just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I have a nomination for Age Group of the Week, or I should say, Age Groupers of the Week. This past weekend at Ironman Florida, Richard Hunter, along with his guide Alan Gilrich, became only the second visually impaired athlete to break the 12-hour mark with an 11.55 finish. Richard is 44 and is a tremendously motivated and motivating individual that happens to be dealing with degenerative eye disease. This disease has left him with approximately 5% vision. Wow. He and his guide overcome a huge amount of adversity to take Richard Hunter an official, make Richard Hunter an official IMM. If you are not familiar with this type of athlete situation, they swim together, yes, tied with a rope, and they ride a tandem bike and run together side by side or just in front of each other with the guide shouting out about obstacles, turns, etc., which would be hard work on an Ironman course because you've got other athletes to worry mm-hmm. about. You've got this aid station stuff on the ground. You know, aid station's a mess. Especially when you're in that sort of 11 to 12-hour mark, you know, between 10.30 and it's probably 12.30 is a busy time. And Ironman, uh, in an Ironman ocean water mass start swim, they battle through people swimming over their uh, tether, nausea and jellyfish. On the bike they flattered and had to deal with mechanical issues getting up the tyre pumped back up. Those tandem bikes can be finicky beasts and Alan Richard's guides dealt with a tremendous amount of pain on the run to make it happen. Richard has written a tremendous race report that outlines his thought process and challenges and others should have an opportunity to read it. He'll put this, he's attached it. Now I might put this on our show notes I might we'll see where we go because it's an attachment which makes it a little bit harder I think it'll be a great addition to your site if you haven't tried it next time you're in the pool on a run try closing your eyes for a couple of laps mm. there's no way in a run I'm going to do a few hundred <laughs> meters with my eyes closed you'll get a glimpse of the challenges this guy has to face on a daily basis Richard is a tremendous character and is a real inspiration to many of us next time you are sitting around whinging and getting out about your next training session you can think about this guy count your blessings get off your behind and get out there so if you're inclined, Richard is also a great guy to talk with, and I'm sure it'd be great to have an interview with you guys on the show. All the best, great work. Justin Superdad Waller. Nice that is work. phenomenal. I got, there was a, I got given a book called Blind Running mm-hmm. for a Christmas present a few years ago, and it was about a guy who he was a pom, but ended up coming to New Zealand, and mm-hmm. he was the world record holder across many running distances. And I think he ended up doing, maybe even did a triathlon. I don't know if he did Ironman, but he did, right. a, he did a triathlon or something. And it was just fascinating reading the inside of the blind person. Well, I think I think running would be challenging, but I think swimming would be the most challenging. Well, that'd be scary, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, but you adapt to these situations. But well, the, the problem is you don't, because you, you, sure you adapt to swimming, mm. but you don't adapt to swimming with a thousand people around. No, you. no. And I, but I think it, it, it is a Justin made a good, made a good point actually in terms of try swimming with your eyes closed because a lot of people do have some real navigational issues and a lot of that is based off their swimming technique. You know, I've, I've 
been working with um, three different people over the last couple of weeks that I coached just looking at their swim footage and all three of them cross over quite badly. Now, what do you mean when you say cross over? So their hands enter and it goes across in front of their head. Um, Okay, so if we're thinking of the midline of the body, so the midline that went right through the middle of your body, if it's shooting up out your body and basically down your butt through (laughs) through your body, ideally your arms are coming over and it shouldn't go across that line. So it should be going in sort of 12 o'clock, going pretty much straight in in front of you, but they're coming across and then what that causes you to happen, then you've got to pull sideways to sort of get your, your pull stroke back on track and then you're constantly doing that with both arms and you end up zigzagging and when you're in a swimming pool situation you tend to go quite straight because you've always got the lane rope there and you've got the, and you've line, got the, visual on the reference. line on the bottom mm-hmm. of the pool but the people that often do that um, then when they get in open water situations then they, when they have that line they're often having really poor navigation and zigzagging a lot so um, for a blind person they're going to have to make sure their swim technique is, is good to avoid that. But, but I think but, it's a good tip. But, but okay, oh, sure. But then swim you've got technique, the bloody the, the tether as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what where they tie? Do they tie hand to hand? Because you'd have to do the same rhythm. Or do you tie? I the think f- I've seen it. I think you might be right. I think it might be hand to hand. And I'm sure it's a loose tie. I'm sure it's not a tight tight. But yeah. Wow, I'm sure. that is mind blowing, eh? Mm, be hard work. That would be hard work, man. Good on you, man. Because that's absolutely awesome and. Big respect. Mm. Big respect. So, Alan and his good mate, um, no, Richard, sorry, and his good mate, Alan, you guys are our age, age groupers of the, of the week. week. Love your work. We, have no, we need a high five today. Okay. It's a traditional show. Sorry about this. Oh, okay, we'll sponsor. Extreme Endurance. Now, it's really important. Um, one of the things about their Extreme Endurance product is it is all um, compliant with, with drug re- regulations and it all, all gets tested, which is really important because I saw another guy this week on WTC um, tested positive for, oh, for drugs, um, some Canadian dude. Oh, but that's good, Goss. Who is it? Yeah, but I, I can't remember his name, but it was, um, it was from... Was it uh, me? Uh, My mum did it. It was from some product that he took that he had actually informed them but he hadn't actually gone through the whole process of he that. informed WTC he was taking it well, no, he, I think he informed somebody but then didn't follow through and didn't go through the whole process and test a positive and it's, it's totally his fault and he accepts that um, but it's just another example how careful you've got to be and another one is, is my, my brother-in-law your brother's junkie <laughs> no he, he works uh, he's an engineer and he goes and he, and he, <laughs> I'm loving where this is going well, no, this, he, goes, he goes around um uh, does engineering work and sometimes it's with mines and things like that and he was mines is in like in Australia and stuff oh he does it in New Zealand so oh, yeah, I don't know yeah, how big yeah, a deal yeah. is but, but anyway he was on one the other day and they were doing drug testing because they do a lot of drug testing oh I think, for marijuana for, for, for whatever drugs yeah. and uh, he said oh I'll do this and he's, he's a contractor he, <laughs> he got done for drugs and he tested positive <laughs> because um, he had taken a some sort of cough medicine um, like about five or six days before and it was still in the system Wow. So, so he lost his job? No, but luckily he had uh, he had actually called in sick earlier in the week and so he sort of had a bit of a fallback on. Yeah, but so he, seriously, he, he, he could have been, been quite trouble. Well, he volunteered to do it because <laughs> he just said, oh, I'll, I'll do a drug test. Yeah. I haven't done one of these before. Um, so I don't think with that I'm not sure what the consequences are. But if it had that been a sporting sense, there's no excuses. You know, you can't say, oh, I just took some cough medicine. It's if it's hard. in there, you're it, a gone burger. It's one of the problems the whole drug debate has, isn't it? Because, you know, like athletes have to do their best to not, you know, to, to stay away from products that have drugs in them. But athletes haven't got time to research all this crap. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's like, how do they know? You know, you get, you know, we w- athletes want to be the best that they can be. And if there's a supplement that's illegal, they're going to take it, aren't they? You know, like people take supplements that are going to make you better. And it's it's a funny area. I know it's a bit of kind of murky water, but at the same time, 
they want to be out there training. Exactly. And so if someone says, hey, this is a good thing and it's legal, and oh, I'll give it a try, and next thing you know, Jed's a millionaire. So every single batch of extreme endurance is tested by... Um, every batch? Yeah, it's tested wow. for banned substances by the world-class sporting sports doping control laboratory, HLF Sports, and they're also... How, how big do you think a batch is? I wouldn't have a clue. It has to be pretty big. Yeah. And, uh, and also the product is approved under the Informed Sport and Informed Choice programs. So that's an important point that uh, you know it is a drug-free product and, uh, and you're going to be safe taking it. What's so. interesting this year, I'm moving my focus a little bit away from endurance sport this year because I, I just don't want to put so much time into training, to be honest. So um, I've gone back into the gym. I'm doing a bit more weights and I'm trying to really intense kind of cardio so instead mm. of doing an hour two hours and like this morning i went to the gym and did a 15 minute on the treadmill max effort 30 seconds 30 seconds off mm-hmm. and uh and so i, I might jump on the extreme endurance Definitely now get yeah on it. see if it helps with my gym work because i'm trying to push you know intense kind of weight training so yeah well what i, what I think, certainly think it'll help us will be with your recovery yeah well that's where I, that's where i think it'll be interesting because mm. you know pretty hardcore i mean look at those muscles mate <laughs> guns mate guns so use the code i am talk when you go to xendurance.com and that gives you a nice big discount do you want music Yes, I want Let's go country, John. We're going country. Yeah. <laughs> Coach's Corner. Ah, it's just this week is just something simple. It's just well, this was knee sleeping banjo before the record. That was actually pretty good music. I nice, did like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're often looking going out. Something we're, simple. We're, we're looking for the silver. We're looking it's for the silver. No bullet. peas. Well, yeah, sort of <laughs> limited peas. But so often we go out there and we're just looking for that silver bullet that's going to miraculously turn us into you know gain us half an hour to an hour off our Ironman time and just totally rip it up in something that's just boom. You do that, and everything's going to be fancy. And uh, and sometimes, you know, some people th- listen. Maybe the Brett Sutton interview, and they think, if I do that, I'm going to I'm going to be an incredible. But I think now is a good time of the year for, especially Northern Hemisphere athletes, to maybe look a bit more at some of the little things. Um, and this is something I've just been trying to reinforce with a few of my athletes locally: is looking for the small things to to improve, and that adds up massively over time when you're looking at an, an iron distance race. And somebody mentioned. Um, to me, they, they recently listened to the Marilyn McDonald interview yep. and uh, saying, well, you know, I'd often, they just said, I've just often thought about going out there and really just riding, you know, and just, just going out there and going as hard as I can and not really thinking about cycling technique or efficiency or anything like that. And if you start running the maths, and the people that love the maths, if you can just make little improve, real little improvements, if you add that up over, say, a 180k ride or a, a um, 42k run, it can certainly add up to a lot. So, you know, Marilyn was talking about cadence and improving your cadence. And if you think about that, if you can get slightly more efficient on your bike and, you know, you can be... Um, pumping out you know your cadence maybe just one or two revolutions per minute quicker than what you were before without expending more energy then add that up over over um 300 minutes or however long you're going to be out there for an ironman and and it it makes a big difference so um that's sort of my message this week it's uh nothing too long we're not going to go on and on well i think the thing is no i'm going to go on okay (laughs) here we go so i think the thing is one more question well, I've got one more question to come. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that, you know, like, it's funny, when you give up, like, I, I don't do IM anymore, and, and it's funny, I, like, when I was young, I played volleyball for years, and to a high, pretty high level, and, and then, you know, I played rugby and league and all the rest of it, and, and you, you, the older you get, the wiser you get, isn't it? And, and you kind of... You hope so. Well, you do hope so. <laughs> and and uh, But for John and I, it's obvious we have. And <laughs> But the thing is, is that, 
you know, you, you look back now and you go, oh, if, if I knew what I knew now, I would have definitely been a better athlete. And even mm. in, the, in the two and a half years since I've given up Ironman, if I were to go back now, and cha- I'd change a lot of things about the way I trained because mm. my, my biggest fault was that I just was volume was the key, volume and intensity. And for me, because at that moment in my life, I was into the sport because I wanted to, to see where I could go with my mind. So mm. I really liked the idea of the mental challenge of, of the sport. And so that was the buzz. And so I could see why... I focused so much of my energy on just doing that stuff. But looking back now, if I were to do the sport again, and you know, maybe in the future I will, um, I would do a totally different approach. I'd still have that aspect to it, but I would pull away from some areas a little bit mm. of that to develop some of the things that actually could have given me easy time if I just mm. put a bit of energy into it. Yep. So a couple of things. Yeah, you know, I'd just encourage people at this time of the year to maybe just set yourself up with a few little goals on the areas where you might be able to improve a little bit you know your cadence on your bike your cadence on your run and you can actually set yourself some measurable goals you know assess where you're at at the moment and do try to work out a plan to actually get to your goal um and but also things like equipment you know it's it's free time and if, yep. if budget's an issue then maybe just doing a thing like setting up a little plan to save for an, an aero helmet or something like that then it's 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 free time again over an iron distance race it can it can add up and as bevan said i think a lot of um areas where we we when we're training full on and we uh we think it's, it's all about the training some of those other little areas like recovery um we can really just think oh it's not that important I've just got to train more to get quicker so setting some little goals around recovery it might be this time of the year you want to set some some goals around swim times you know maybe do like a an eight-week swim block and maybe have a have a marker like a 400 meter time trial that you set and maybe do that every two or three weeks um, but yeah just look at some of the little areas where you can make a little little gain and that, that can build up over time I think one thing to do but is not just go okay well I'm going to worry about my cadence in the next few weeks of my ride I'm going to kind of just do a few kind of extra faster leg spins to get it up is actually kind of have a bit of a system in place that actually makes you successful with it. So, okay, okay, okay. well, in the next three months or in the next month, my 1% or the, the small gains I'm aiming for is, is a cadence um, and better kick in my run, whatever. And what I want to do is, um, first of all, I need to test. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, okay, well, I'll do a video analysis on my running and see my stride length and in my cadence, I'll do a measure. So you've actually got a point to work forward from. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is set up a plan that will increase your cadence. Okay, so each week in my run, I'm going to devote... 10% of my riding time to doing work that's single leg drills on cadence, to do yep. some both leg drills on cadence, to do some trainer stuff that Marilyn talked about, and so on. But I'm only doing 10% a week. It's just a little mm. bit of a week. At week three, I'll test again, see how it's going. And, and so there's actually a plan in place, not just yep. to go, I need to go a little bit faster, mm. because that's just really unguided. And I think mm. that if we actually sit in and we go, okay, well, here's where I am right now. Here's a plan that moves me forward. Here's the end path, and you know, and then at the end of it, you can reset, maybe go faster, or you can look at another area for a gain. Exactly. Mm. There you go. Do you want more music? I want more music. Do you want what? what do you want? You have an, you have an option. You can have cinematic, country, electronic, jazz, orchestral, uh, rock, blues, orchestral. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Bring on the orchestral. Here we go. Wait a second. <laughs> Brought to you by SLS Try. If you go to slstry.com, put in the code IMTALK, you get 25% off all their compression gear and race gear. And as I was saying last week, that is stupidly cheap. They're pretty reasonably priced anyway, but once you put the code in, it rock and rolls. And someone was saying they did it on Facebook, they got some of the socks, and it was stupidly cheap. So go to slstry.com, best compression gear and bloody cheap.
It's good. Uh, today's show, we're dedicating some time again to Torsten, and he's got a. What should we call his Torsten talk? His Torsten talk. <laughs> uh, he's got a. Um, don't we say something like the. So wait, here's the website of the week again. Well, I just. It's, it I just had should to, we call it the web link of the week? I just had to put it somewhere. It's not even a link. Um, but Torsten has got a year report that he's putting out, and if you want to get hold of his, that year report, go to his website, um, which Try-rating. is tryrating.com. And one of the things that I found interesting that I hadn't, don't think I'd seen before is. Honestly, John, do you just spend all day on Thorson's website? Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I've got to admit I do. Um, but I thought what was really interesting is that how he rates the, the courses, and he's obviously come up with some algorithm or whatever that, that compares them all. But what it basically works off, um, as far as I can see, is Ironman Hawaii is sort of your, your zero offset. And that's where you start from. So your course is either harder than Hawaii, Hawaii's sort of zero, or it's easier, faster than Hawaii. So, for example, um, Ironman Wales, he's got as minus seven minutes and 14 seconds. So wait a second, that's slower than... Yeah. So, so, so if you did an 8 hour 10 in, in Kona, Kona you do an 8, 17, 14. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so the, the, the rankings in terms of, obviously, the slowest courses, Ironman Wales is significantly slower. Then you've got Wisconsin, Korea, Lanzarote, St. George... Placid, and then Hawaii is at negative 28 seconds, so it's obviously not quite zero, but that's uh, how he rates it. And then it goes to the ones that are quicker than Hawaii, and you've got UK um, at one minute, Ironman Canada at 3.20, Challenge Wanaka 3.23, Ironman Australia 3.45, and so on and so on. It's got Ironman New Zealand at five minutes uh, 16, and the fastest course... Do you think it's realistic? Well, I look at this and I go, Challenge Rote, and I've got there, is the fastest course at 19 minutes and 6 seconds. I look back to Ironman New Zealand, and it's got it at 5 minutes and 6 seconds. So that's a 14-minute difference. And when I look back to my Rote performance and Ironman New Zealand performances, I think Rote, I did 8.51 and didn't actually have a very good day. I mean, had a good, really good swim, a Good, strong run, but nothing spectacular, but a really crappy bike. And if I was to add 14 minutes onto my time, 9.05, I'd say that's about what I would have got in Taupo as well. So I think it's, I think it's, it's pretty, close, pretty close on the money. You look at um, someone like um, uh, Keegan Williams. I can't remember exactly what he did in rope, but I think it was probably around the 8.15 mark, yep. at 15 minutes onto that, around about 8.30. It's about what you expect him to do on Ironman New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, it seems right. I mean, when we look at all the stats that he comes out with, they're bang on. So I think people might just find that interesting. If you go to Torsten's website, tryrating.com, um, you can subscribe to get this, and when it comes out, he'll uh, email a link to everybody. And it basically goes through the whole year end. It's got the sort of top 10 um, performances of the year. It's got the Kona performance. Performances. It's got these course ratings in there, and so if you enter the numbers, this is great. But it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. So Wales is, is so. Can you kind of go? Okay, I did I mean New Zealand. It took me eight thirty because I had a good day. Yeah, smashed it. And uh, you know, and then do you kind of go? Okay, well, is it fair to say that you could go to Kona and then say, well, you know, I could do that in Kona? Well, uh, do you think it's a good way to compare if you're going to a race? What? It's a starting point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're a big heffalump of a guy that's an absolute beast on the bike and you might totally carve it up in somewhere like Florida or Austria, which is a fast bike course, then if you go and do something hilly, then, then probably not. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, it's a starting point. But I guess the thing with a race like Kona, I think you probably do that fairly well with, say, a Rote in an Ironman New Zealand or um, a fairly 
moderate sort of course, but as soon as you start adding in extremeness to it, whether it be elements or terrain, then I think it's going to be a lot harder because Kona is all about how you handle the heat. Yeah. So good work, Torsten. I like your stuff today. Okay, we can put it on my show notes. Hold, hold on. And uh, so ECLS yep. try. Um, again, as we said, uh, use the code IAMTALK. You get 25% off. We're going to sort of highlight one product each week when we go through this, and the recovery tight is something I've been using of late. Difference with their recovery tight is it's seamless and it's um, very thin and it's not sort of that synthetic material like you get with say a skins or most most of the other. Seamless is important too for compression. You yeah, think? yeah. So uh, the stats twenty to thirty millimeters hg of compression and uh, <laughs> tell, tell me what that means, John. Yeah, you, <laughs> Bevan, Bevan will tell you. Yeah, pop Bevan in an research. email and he'll tell you all about that. Um, and it's meant to be used as an undergarment, i.e. you wear it as your jeans after a workout and it's not your fancy sort of sport type that you go around posing in the gym and stuff at. It's yep. more of an undergarment. Competitively priced at 99 bucks. free shipping if you're in the US, but remember if it's 99 bucks on there, less 25%. Well, let's be honest, Sean, that's actually 75 Yes, with that discount. Tickle under 75. Yeah, discount code, so... Um, designed by medical professionals with more than 15 years experience in the medical compression industry I've been using it I like it it feels a little bit different to other ones and I'm liking it a lot ok good times slstry.com ok so we've actually got an interview so we're just explaining what's happening now so we've got our three main sponsors mm-hmm. which is Rocks we've had the ones we have ever ever Coffees of Hawaii Athlinks and um, Extreme Endurance and we're now having just small little spots so slstry just to, they've got a small spot and we've got a new one coming on today as well trainingpeaks.com trainingpeaks.com and what we doing is basically the SOS and the training peaks will just get a small little plug each week um, and then our three main spots will happen each week and we, we obviously we, we want to make money from this but we also don't want to over kind of you know, throw responses at you guys and so this is pretty much as far as it will go with regards to what we're doing yeah, but the good thing about Training Peaks is what we're going to try to tie in with them um, from time to time is some interviews and oh, make, it, could, make it an educational sort of yeah. work. It's, it's, a, it's a product that I've just started using in terms of with all my coaching. Oh, so I've used it for years. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I really like what I see. Good thing is, one thing we get with our sponsors is we get deals for you guys. So use the code IAMTALK and you get a 15% on any of their premium account subs. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. So but here's Dirk. And we just what I, what I wanted to talk to him about was actually to inform you guys the difference between training peaks and say just keeping a training log because obviously you can go into keep a training log in, in Excel or anything like that but what is the difference between um, that and uh, and what you get out of training peaks so here we go here's Dirk Friel okay okay on today's show we have uh, Dirk Friel from uh, training peaks we did a bit of a piece with Dirk in our Kona specials last year when we were over there with Dirk and Joe and the other guy who was the other guy Dirk <laughs> I can't remember his name off the top of my head uh, gear, George uh, Gear 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 that's right so yeah. so welcome along welcome back to the show Dirk no problem this is great thank you guys um, so you know often if, if people aren't familiar with Training Peaks you know and they, they, they may in some people's minds think oh it's just, just going to be a place where I can um, I can store my training log and that's all fantastic and I can keep my keep a track of my training but I think one of the things that I really want to get across because I've started using it in, in a coaching capacity myself is the the added benefits you get from, from using Training Peaks in terms of um, analyzing your training etc etc so can you sort of um fill us in on on you know um, a couple of key points that you know people are going to automatically get from the site by tracking their training on there yeah no problem you know we we tend to look at at training in terms of a cycle you know it's monitor analyze and plan and 
you know, people kind of come into our system and one of those three areas, they may have just bought a, you know, cool new Timex or Garmin device and they really want to, you know, monitor their training better or analyze the training better. Um, or they might come in looking for a plan, you know, they're connected with a coach, coaches using training peaks, or they just want to get started with a, you know, their first training plan published within our system. Um, so it kind of depends on, on, you know, um, who your motivations are, but no matter where you enter, you know, your motivation coming into training peaks, we offer a whole lot. We're even in the free basic account type, we're compatible with over 90 different devices. So, you know, if, if it's downloadable, we're pretty much, um, compatible with it. Um, and that's one of the big benefits of using training peaks is as technology, you know, keeps innovating, we get newer, better devices on our bike and swim devices now and running, you know, GPS devices. Um, you can be assured that we'll be compatible with the next generation. Um, so if you re- if you retire one watch last year and buy a new watch this year from a different, um, company, you know, it's, it's all heart rate or pace or power to us. And I think that's a key point because, um, from when I coached a lot of people, some are really into keeping a training log and, and it's not an issue at all, but with certainly with a, a lot of people that I deal with, um, keeping a training log is a bit of a, is a bit of a chore for them and they sometimes struggle with it, but most of them have power or they have uh, a GPS. So, uh, you know, one of the reasons I shifted over was uh, I wanted to make it as easy as possible for them. And with by using those devices, it's literally, it's a plug and play thing. You know, they can just plug it in, upload the data, and they don't actually have to manually do very much at all other than ideally I want them to write just a quick comment. So I guess that's one of the, the big benefits you get is it's less work for, for the athlete at the athlete end to, to import all the data. Yeah. You know, everybody will use a system, you know, differently. Um, what's really nice about today's training devices is, you know, they're getting so much memory on them that mm. you might end up just, just per se downloading, you know, you know, Sunday night, for example, just every Sunday night you download the last week's worth of data um, and, and sync it up. Um, we can even store data offline and have it auto sync up the next time you get an internet connection. Um, and then you might end up just typing in your comments and how you felt in our iPhone app. You know, you, you get the app and you're just sitting on the bus and you're like, Oh, I need to update how I felt today in this morning's swim workout. You know, you might annually type in how you felt on the iPhone app, but every Sunday night upload the actual data files, um, you know, for the week. So it is pretty easy to capture, you know, a whole lot of data um, these days in, in different, um, different um, interfaces. I do think you're right about things like the iPhone apps, you know, like those apps really have made it so much easier for the, like admittedly, I was always the athlete who didn't really do a training diary and, and the things like the iPhone apps makes it really interesting and it actually helps you, you know, even for someone like me who wasn't a traditional kind of training diary guy, there is a lot of interest because you only have to push a button and it's there and it's just so much easier and I've actually found it's made me do it. Mm. Yeah, you know, and, you know, I don't want to overanalyze every single workout. It, It can be really motivating just to see your weekly volume, you know, how many, how many kilometers did I, you know, bike this week, you know, or last month or, Oh wow. now I have, you know, when you enter year two, it becomes infinitely more powerful and simply recording. Even if you have no device at all, you use training peaks, you 
manually type in in your iPhone app, you know, I ran six kilometers today. Well, there's a lot of value in that. You know, what was your average pace? Type that in. How did you feel? You might put in your body weight. You're manually entering, you know, some simple data points that have a lot of value in the future. You can now mine that data going into year two. How many kilometers did I run in January, you know, 2011? Um, so as you get more data into the system, it just becomes so much more powerful to, to really paint the picture of, of your entire training uh, program. So, so tell us a little bit just about some of the analysis tools you've got on there because there's quite a few graphing um, uh, tools in there. And, and just tell us a little bit about um, some of the main ones you have in there. Yeah, I mean, some of, the, some of the basic just graphing reports that we have are obviously duration and distance. You know, that might be by day, by week, by month. You can slice and dice it any which way you want, essentially. Um, that's from basic uh, reporting functionality. Then you might go up in terms of um, analysis into, let's say, heart rate zones. You know, how much time did I spend in heart rate zone three, you know, on today's run? Um Likewise, how much time in zone three, four running this week um, or the overall program, how much time in zone three for, you know, all three sports, for example. Um, you know, so once we kind of get a, a threshold heart rate in there, we can get a threshold pace in there as well for running. Um, if you have a GPS device, speed distance, you know, device running, um, that's great because then you can analyze the data by, by pace zones. Um, as well as power, you know, we have power meters, get in your, your threshold power, how much time do I spend in each power zone, you know, is very valuable information. Um, it's not all about um, the volume of your training, but the intensity and where was the intensity, um, you know, within the training program. And then we go on to even more advanced uh, reports beyond that. We have unique metrics. Um, people may have heard of training stress score really pioneered within the, the training with power world on the bike. Um, that training stress score now, you know, is available for running and swimming as well. So it's a way of quantifying each workout into a, an actual one score uh, value system. Um, and, and there's more advanced metrics, you know, even off of that, um, normalized graded pace, and, uh, decoupling efficiency factor, you know, certainly, you can grow within our system um, or rely on the coach if you want um, to get more of a consultation around your data. Nice. It's fascinating, isn't it? You know, you look at athletes in the past and a lot of it was all guesswork, but with, with tools like training peaks, you can actually see, okay, well, I was only running at this pace. So if I want to improve my, my pace time, it's all there on the paper for you to see. And it's so great, isn't it? And as you said, it's, that, it's, it's often the second year that you get more, more value out of it. And even longer and longer, isn't it? Because you can look back at the times where you've trained really well and you go, I had a great result and you go, oh, well, actually, it's because I was doing this training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just... It's easy to track it. You know, if you've yeah, got an iPhone or an Android app, you're away laughing, or otherwise you can, as Dirk said, you can just manually upload stuff once a week. Most people, most of us these days have got the, you know, the heart rate monitor or the power meter or something or other that we're going to be uploaded. So life is made a lot simpler and more complicated yeah, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, when things go right, you want to know why they went right. Let's try and replicate that. 
you know, when things went wrong or off course, you know, where did it begin? Can we go back in history and try and find where you started to deviate from, you know, the ideal path? And let's try not to replicate that next time. Um, so there's, you know, a lot can be learned from recording, again, just the simplest of data points. Um, there's a lot um, that can be learned from that and can help uh, shape your future. And again, you know, I really like to think about training in terms of like you're painting a picture and every single day you just have one brush stroke. You know, and, and, and let's say it's primarily going to be blue, but, you know, one day it's red. And, well, how many red days did we get, you know? And at the end of the year, look back at this this portrait that we painted and, you know, how how beautiful is it, you know? And was it what we expected to see at the end of the season? Nice. So, so tell us about you guys around the world. You guys are obviously pretty massive, really, in this field, aren't you? I'm sorry, I couldn't quite make that what you said there. You, you guys are pretty a pretty big product out there in, in the kind of training world. You know, uh, what countries are you in? And, and you've got lots of weird, kind of strong areas and stuff like that. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Can you repeat that last part? Yeah, it's, it's basically an online product, David, so they could be anywhere. Okay. He, he, was, he was getting into, you know, where are your stronghold, your strong countries, um, where you... Oh. But but being online, you basically can be anywhere, yeah. anytime. Yeah, certainly. You know, you know. Obviously, U.S., Canada, um, U.K. is a, is a really big one for us as well. You know, on the cycling side of things, uh, we've been working um, with Team Sky um, and British Cycling as well, and so it's, it's really um, you know gotten a good good um, handle. You know. Um, Customer-wise, in the UK, um, triathlon is certainly growing for us over there as well. And then, you know, Australia is shortly, you know, right behind um, the UK in terms of, you know, popularity um, of using the system. And so, um, you know, and then non-speak, non-English-speaking countries, you know, really Germany is kind of the, the next one after that. Mm. So um, we're going to be honing in on, on different parts of training peaks over the coming weeks. So we'll uh, we'll go into a bit more detail on certain aspects of it. There is a huge amount on there we could talk all day about, but we just want to do a bit of an intro today and uh, and we'll hone in on those. Well, we'll back it up, John. Let's not forget that if you're an yeah. IM Talk listener, there's a bit of a deal going. Yes. So use the code um, IM Talk, and we've got that set up. There's going to be a fifteen percent uh, discount off a premium subscription of any length, one, three, six, yep. or twelve months. So get on there, make sure you use that code, get in there, try it out, um, see what you think, and we're sure you're going to be impressed. And let's be honest, tell your friends about the deal as well. Tell them about Training Peaks and say, yeah, look, we've got a deal for you. Just go I and talk it to you. There you go. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, guys. Cool. So, Dirk, we'll probably be back on, back on with you at some stage in the future, but thanks for your time today, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, good luck with everybody's training. Cool. Yeah, awesome, mate. Thank you interesting isn't it it's really fascinating the great thing is even just try it it's free mm. and, and the basic version is pretty good you know if you step it up it's much better but the basic version is pretty good well the, the key th- the key thing that you get out of the um going premium and it's not much if you sign up for a year it's 119 bucks without discount code without discount code take off 15 percent that it's, it's less than 10 bucks well it's 10 bucks a month basically before discount code um yeah, so eight dollars yeah. fifty a month um it's not much the main things you get um as extras is 
the, the analytical tools. Yeah. Um, so if you are just going to use it, if you're going to use if it, just one as a diary, this basically will do. Yeah, yeah. But but in terms of the, the premium, then you get a lot more analytical tools, and you actually are also able to plan into the future more. So if you have got the basic, you can track your training, but you can't actually plan into the future. Yeah. So, and there's, there's lots of other things in terms of doing bulk uploads, bulk downloads, um, which if you're using the and w- analysis WKO is amazing, software. eh? For your power, power stuff yeah. and, and your food and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and you've also got a calendar sync to your, um, I don't even know what iCal is. I guess it must be some. It's, 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 a, it's the um, Apple calendar. Right, okay. Yeah. And Outlook and Google, so you've got that sort of syncing ability. And uh, yeah, just a bunch of, it's all, it's all on the site in terms of the enhanced features. There's things like tr- routes tracking and, and history of your rides and stuff like that as yeah. well. So as a coach, how are you using it now? Well, for, for me as a coach, you've got to build up your libraries of workouts. Yep. So that takes quite a bit of work. But once it's there, it'll, uh, once you've done it, it's one of those time savers um, will be great. But as Dirk was saying, as an analytical tool, that's where it's going to really come into power a lot. One of the things that I'm finding really useful is the matrix tracking. Um, Tell me about and, that. And so what that basically, I'll probably... That's that square, isn't it? Is it, is it the matrix? Well, no, that is a matrix. But the, the mate, what they call a matrix tracking is, is tracking things like your sleep, your recovery. Oh, and so the whole picture. Yeah. And, and that, that is something that I I've, haven't really been able to get athletes to capture very well. You know, they might send me an email saying, oh, yeah, I've had a crappy week's sleep. Yeah. But what does actually, that mean? Yeah, yeah. If they're actually able to track it with a numerical number over um, over time, um, I think that's going to be a really powerful term. Also, muscle soreness. And for me, uh, I don't actually have to, I'm not chasing people for training logs and stuff as much, because yeah. then if I'm doing a program, say, hey, can you, you haven't sent me your training log this week, can I? Can you flick it over? I can go onto Training Peaks, and most of them are, uh, update it fairly daily. They use an app And that is with our technology, yeah, it makes it so easy. So, it? so that way I can get instant feedback, and I say, if I've got a, a long ride coming up this weekend, I want to sort of check how they're going before that, I can go on there and check it. So from a coaching point of view, um, it's well worth it. And it's very reasonably priced for if you're coaching. It's only like 50 bucks a month, and then you can have as many clients as you like. Um, Great. That. So it's, it's it, pretty it, And it is because you can actually just check in on your clients all the time instead mm. of kind of annoying of communication. So, exactly. You know, because you don't want to make that process as easy as possible. So, again, if you go to Training Peaks and, and if you want to try one of the premium products, make sure you just put in the discount code IMTALK. Well, instead, but when you what go is, is it IMTALK? 15% use, use code IMTALK. And when you go to Training Peaks, if you can go via imtalk.me and they click, want us, they on, want click to see on their it. link, so then we can actually see how many people are going through this site. So your goal for this week, every your single goal. listener, just do it once. is to go on imtalk.me and just click on the Training Peaks logo and go through this site and check it Bugger out. training. You can have a week off training if you achieve this goal. Yes. <laughs> so it's trainingpeaks.com. Okay, uh, questions. questions and answers. And we've got Lee Wallington, and he's coming through. He's got a quick question around wetsuits. Quick question. That I was hoping you could help with. I'm an average weak swimmer, uh, 1.21 IM swim, so 121 IM swim, looking to upgrade my wetsuit. I found the 2011 Blue 70 Helix for £210, which looks like a bargain. Yes. My question is, will the top of the range wetsuit help improve my, an average swimmer or... Well, just you need your kind of average wetsuit. Swimming, surfing, I found lots of contradictory info, so I thought I'd ask the experts on all things Ironman. Well, we had Steve Nicholson Blue 70 on a while ago sort of discussing this, yeah. but, but I stock um, anybody in New Zealand, if they want a Blue 70 wetsuit, Back it up. Right, that's a good question, Lee. <laughs> Lead question. Lead How can I make question. profit? Um, I actually sell Blue 70 wetsuits, so if anybody in New Zealand wants a Blue 70 wetsuit, um, get in touch with me and I can uh, sort you out. But... Um, 
the difference between in the, in the Blue 70 range, and I'm picking this is probably pretty similar across um, other wetsuit brands as well, is you get better flexibility. Now that might not, might not necessarily mean you're, you're that much quicker, but it may save you a little bit of energy throughout the day. But certainly in the Blue 70 range, the, uh, the, 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 the Helix has got better flexibility. But the, thing, the key thing with the Helix is it's, it's quite a bit thicker than the other um, so it's more buoyancy. So it's more buoyancy. Oh. So no matter what level of swimmer you're at, that is going to make you faster. So all you got to do is just wait. So it's, it's, it's thicker and more flexible. It's th- it's, th- it's more flexible through the shoulders, shoulders yeah. and, and other areas of material is just better throughout. Um, but the bigger thing for most people is going to be that thickness, especially through your, lo- your legs and through your belly. So it's going to give you that enhanced buoyancy. So it doesn't matter what speed you're at, you're going to get an improvement in speed. Um, you'd probably almost argue, and I think Steve might have said this, that the weaker swimmer is actually probably going to get more of an improvement out of the top-line wetsuit. Well, they're in the water longer. Yeah, and their body position tends to not be as good as as a fast swimmer, so you'd sort of argue that it's actually even more beneficial. But at the end of the day, with whatever product you're looking at getting, it comes down to budget and how much gain you're going to get out of it. And so, you know, for the bottom of the line Blue 70, the top line Blue 70, I mean, it's hard to put a number on it, but it's going to be, I don't know, a few few minutes, and it just depends whether you want to invest um, extra money to get get extra speed. Um, But it certainly is going to be quicker. but the price you've got there seems like a bit of a killer deal, so I'd say go for it. Get on it. Buy now. Buy. Buy now. Okay, Neil Scholes. That's uh, Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? It is. Um, he's just sent through an, uh, a little piece on a website called triathlete.competitor.com. Uh, you may have heard of it. And uh, they're just talking about the New York Triathlon who now has an open water swim requirement. So basically, over the last two years, um, two athletes have died in a swim of... Wow, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Because mm. in the last two years, no, two athletes died in 2011 New yeah. York Triathlon. Yeah. So the wow, that's sad. So they've set up a requirement now that if you're going to race a New York Triathlon, New York City Triathlon, that you have to have done at least a half miles open water swim within 18 months leading into the race. And it's self-verified, so it's not like you've got to go. Oh, it's self-verified. Yeah. But I think it's then. just. But I think it's just an interesting fact that you've now got to start putting these things into your. Um, yeah, but you know what? People component. are dying. Yeah, I know, but I mean. Surely you'd you'd get it that if you, if you're going personal to go responsibility, and, personal yeah. responsibility if you're going to go and do a race you should be able to swim 1.5 k's but people don't get it and they it's just I just find it interesting but, that but they, it you've is, really but, got to go to the, <coughs> the levels of this to say you've got to go and do this but I suppose the thing is is you can't swim you can't practice a swim an open water swim like you would in a race because you don't you, you know how are you you're mm-hmm. going to get a thousand people around you how are you you know like it's, it's not really realistic and so you might even be able to swim in an open water you know let's say you're someone who's come from no swimming mm. and you do an open water swim and it's pretty scary but you kind of work towards it and you get there mm. and you know you may go okay well I'm ready and then race day comes along and people are hitting you and you keep mm. swimming, and you can't swim straight and you know panic starts to set in and maybe you're too far out you know so it's You know, I always believe in personal responsibility, but at the same time, it's a funny one, isn't it? It is. It's tricky. Um, And I guess uh, the the one way around is to do more and more wave starts. I think that's the way that races may may head in the future, because uh, then you get less of that beating um, going on, but... Hopefully it doesn't because you like the beating, don't you? It's it's a it's a big, <laughs> it's a big part of Ironman racing is, 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 is the beating, but that mass start is just it's. Oh, I love it's, it. It's, it's awesome. Um, some race race uh, setups you just can't have it because of space. But you know, say if you went to I don't, I don't necessarily the beating, but I love no. being in the water. Yeah, you know, before the race and and is that stillness and then the, like I've been in some Ironman and just suddenly everyone starts yelling and it's mm. just. 
awesome, man. It's such a buzz. Hopefully it doesn't come to a stage where we're going to um, <laughs> totally go away from mass, mass starts where it's appropriate. Handicap starts. Yeah. <laughs> one at a time. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, one other thing, John, which, which, which I only just found out about the other day, but apparently in the podcast awards, we were up for the best sports show. Well, we probably nominated ourselves, didn't we? No, 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 no. no. Well, which podcast we, awards is uh, that? Some podcast there was, awards. There was, some one, there was one a while ago that we, uh, we, we got put up for. Well, no, I don't think this is the one where you nominate yourself because it was um, – wait, wait a second. I'll try to find the site. It was, um, it was like ESPN. It was like all the top – ESPN, was it? No, no, ESPN. <laughs> yeah, it was on the ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> the 7th Annual Podcast Award winners. So we didn't win, but in sport – Wait a second, let's have a look. Sport and fitness. Is that us? Yes, that's us there. So, yeah, so. We were nominated. Julian Michaels, you heard of her? She's the biggest loser dude. Uh Or girl. (laughs) She's not the dude. But, uh, you know, there's about seven of them, and and we were nominated. And and I think that's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure, even if it was, you put yourself forward obviously mm. lots of shows would have mm. so they must have listened to us and thought we were pretty classy John yeah must have done. so uh, I'm not sure these things are often pretty stupid because I imagine it's a vote and other shows probably just promoted themselves well and we didn't promote it at all so but you just uh, I think that's pretty cool there you go I think nice. that's pretty cool Jombo Athlinks.com Tell me about them um, One thing that you guys Should be doing out there Is adding your events To your calendar So we may even Read your name out On the show We're going to do it today Help me John Very easy yes. to do um, You basically Go onto Athlinks.com Along the top there there's, um, You can choose To search for members Events Etc um, etc et Just click on the events button Type in the name Of the event And uh, and it'll come up It'll probably bring up The results of the event But if it's an upcoming event If it's in their um, calendar Then you can go Add this to my calendar You've obviously got to be logged in and then uh, it goes in there and you can choose to put in your goals or your goal times anything like that and then it will put you on there and you can see who you're up against so I just thought I'd have a quick look in there you know in terms of what events are coming up I know a lot of your pommies will be doing the London Marathon and uh, and it goes on there and you know, it puts your who's, who's racing it puts your, your average time if you've done say marathons before and then if you put your goal time in um, uh, it's got your, your personal best time and then it goes on it's got its RPI score which is going to be where it predicts you will finish in your age group so we've got Jennifer Cornish and she's predicted to finish in the top 12.5% in her age group she's got a goal time of 2.29.59 so it wants to break the 2.30 barrier what kind of race is this? London Marathon. Oh, Marathon. Okay. There's not that many triathlons on. Oh, I was thinking, yeah, well, it's a Gail Robin, uh, aimed to be finishing 13.6%. She's aiming for a sub, she or he is aiming for a sub three hour marathon. Nice. Um, and then we've got a whole bunch of Steve. PR three or four, so he's close. Nice. Yeah. Steve Davies is aiming for uh, a. 3.19. Paul Lunn. Paul Lunn. He's going for a 2.44, John. He's nice. smoking. And let's find another name I can't read. Johnny Macali uh, from Finland. Oh, I wonder if we've got any Finnish listeners aiming for a 305. Nice. Let's see if we've got any more Pommy listeners in there because we know you've got your Pommies. Chris Goodman aiming for a 330. Well, John, one other thing you want to do with your links as quickly is get on their like page because they have lots of cool like – on Facebook, you get on their Facebook. They've got lots of cool questions and they've kind of got lots of interaction with you guys. But they often have races and they've got the Spartan race happening in 2012 – and they had a discount code for it, which gave you like 20% off. So oh. 20% off for athletes users. Uh, and yeah, so make sure you're on there like with Facebook. And Andrew Diplodocus Kerr is aiming for a 10.59.58 in Challenge Wanaka this weekend. Wow, go you good thing. So get on athletes.com. Okay, go you good thing. Nicknames, okay. Bevan. No, no, sponsors quickly. Oh, athletes.com. 
Go, Andrew. Coffeesofwire.com. 300 tons. <laughs> and the year of the dragon. And extreme endurance. And uh, uh, no drugs. There you go. Don't do, hugs, not drugs, John. Hugs, not drugs. Okay, I did my nicknames because you, you, you're a bit of a scheme about because I know it's here. Five nicknames, I got three of them. I had to do all the P's. Oh, I do all the emails, I do all the work post show. You go, what do you do after the show now? I had to do the P's for tonight's interview as well, you see. Oh, I do give you that bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're lucky. You pulled uh, that out. So we've got Nadine Flower Power Voice. Tell me about it, John. I'm not Nadine sure what you're is a local athlete and she was actually the winner of our first Ebert Blue 70 yeah, auction. Yeah, um, nice check. And she. On her bike, I think from memory, she's got a it's a black bike and it's got like Kona sort of pink oh, roses and stuff okay. on it, or it's got all different roses on it. So is it is it a Cannondale? Can remember Cannondale no, the Kona bike? It's and not it was a Cannondale. Uh, um, I think years ago. Think it's a Cervelo. I'm looking at buying a bike. Oh, we'll talk about this at the end. Okay. Yep. Okay. And Raymond Grandmaster Panero didn't he's even need to come again. Yes, he's a, he is a Grandmaster. You are a Grandmaster Raymond. You've donated like a million times. And you a couple rock. of these, the one that I gave you, I wasn't sure if we'd done them because I didn't have an updated list. So. The list is always on our. Uh, always updated. Okay, uh, we haven't done them then. Because I always put them on our. Okay. I'm just saying, I do my work, job. Good. Good. Can't whinge about what I do. Okay, I won't. Because good. Okay, Lee. Now the reason I gave him this one was because I was. I was thinking, what can I do? What can I do? And I was listening to Johnny Cash in the background. Right. And I go, Lee, the man in Black Wellington. Nice. You like that? There you go. What I want you to do right now is I want you to do Lee, the man in Black Wellington, and Johnny Cash's voice, because you're pretty good at Johnny Cash's voice. No, I'm not. Come on. Lee, no. Come no, on, they want no, you to do you're it. You're building it up now. Just do it. Go. Lee, the. No. What, what is it? Uh, Lee, 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 Lee. You're not sure. What was the nickname? Uh, man uh, the man in Black. Lee the man in Black Wellington. No, that's not even close. No, that's you sound like a big man then. That's rubbish. Wait a second. Um, I'm Johnny Cash. Lee the man in Black Wellington. That was that's pretty not good. That was not pretty good. Not that too one. bad. Okay, Rob the Digger Tampington. Right. <laughs> you know, like that? Gosh. <laughs> Stab you in the back when you're in front of him. That's what he does. There you go. And then Chris King, you know, you had to go with the King. Well, yeah. So, Chris, you will obey King. Right. You know that? Very good. Yeah, I was pretty good with that too, actually. So, yeah. So, um, so what happens here, nicknames? John, are we going to go to Kona or not? I've, I've been heavily planting the Super Blender, and I think I've crossed, I think I've got it over the... Because I may mark. have to pull the plug. Oh, okay. We might have to wait a year, because I've been asked to go to Sweden in September. Kona's in October. I know, but then I'm going to be three weeks in Europe, come back another week away. Okay, well, we haven't committed yet, but it'll, it'll go into... If you are putting donations to the show, we'll definitely, we'll definitely go next year. I have to make a decision. I'll make a decision by next week. Okay. It's, well, I could probably do it. Where's your commitment to the course? Oh, okay. Where's your commitment okay, to the course? Okay, this, this, okay, this, okay, this, this is what I get. Okay. Where's your commitment? Okay, I'm, I'm, doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. Um, anything else we need to talk about? That's no. it. Okay, what's your cost? So I'm racing Ironman. No, I'm not racing. You're racing. Well, I am racing. You've got, you've run. Got, you're a previous podium placer. I am. Yeah. yeah so, uh, but they don't have those results on the website because. Oh, what's all that about? Um, Victoria, if you're listening, I know you probably won't be this week, but yeah, sure. how about the, the the results are on Athlinks, so you can copy those results off because the first year of um, Challenge Monica, controversial year, um, the race organizer. Didn't, didn't didn't work out and uh, and, they, and they and they got a they ran, the race was really well, well run but financially it wasn't um, set up fantastically well so they got a new race organ and Victoria's been organising since then so they, done amazing they job. didn't obviously pass over all that stuff and, and they didn't organise that John, year your job is to get that on there so I think it is responsibility Victoria is is yours to get those results up there and uh, and get my name up there come on you've got top three <laughs> exactly that's so, awesome were you loving it. I was, I was loving the paycheck, yes. Yeah, but I no, fuck the paycheck. Were you loving when you... Well, well, you didn't know you were third, did you? You thought you were fourth. 
I did, but more than anything, I loved the performance because I performed, I just had a very strong day. You know, if I'd got third and I'd had a crappy race, well, I'd go, well, I still like the prize money. But, um, <laughs> but um, I performed very, very well, and it was a, very, it was a solo day. It was, you yeah, know, because everyone rode away from you. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's funny. That Do you know what you say every race? After every race, you go, I really need to work on that biking. Yeah. Um, but I had a really good day, so I was pleased. Yeah, it was a great race. But anyway, um, I am doing the marathon this weekend, and yep, sub what two thirty? Uh, as what did, some, it, what, did, what did Albert do? Um, two thirty six. I think. Yeah, there you go, yeah. mate. It's not happening. It's not <laughs> happening. So, Confidence at its best. Uh, I, I don't have lofty goals for this one. It's just going to be preparation. I've done a, a month's preparation for it. And Are you worried about like, injuring yourself? No, not at all. Uh, okay. No, no. Uh, What's your longest run been? Uh, three hours. Oh, okay. Zero. Yeah, I did three hours last weekend before last. How was that? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, actually. It's better than the two hours I did the week before. <laughs> so, not very fit, but I'm going to go out there. Goal time, 2.48. Be- re- realistic best case scenario, I think it's probably about 2.45, but I, I don't think I'll be able to go any quicker than that. Now, when are you heading down? Thursday. Oh, cool. And so you come what? back? Tuesday. Is it family or just you? Family. Oh, so, so my, team, my team man, Rob Palmer from Singapore. He's doing swim bike. Nice. What's your team name? I am Talk. Oh no! Wait, pick it up. What happened to me? You're you're supporting. You can you can send me text updates to to encourage me. I think they've got a bit of live coverage this year on the site. Oh great! So they seem to be upping it each year in terms of the coverage. Um, You can send me some text messages before I start and give me a bit of encouragement. Okay. And I'm taking the little uh, portable device down there. I'll do trying to. John's really good when it comes to interviews. He's he's always really top. Seriously, next week we're probably going to do a show. Well, the challenge will be I'll be out running when they'll all be finishing. Because oh, uh, you will too. So I'll be Belinda. I've got a job for you. Yes. If anybody else wants, if anybody wants to guest reporter, they can do a bit of reporting for us. You have to get some of the like the listeners. Okay. Yeah, I will do that. Maybe you could, your your job is to find the best listener result. My God, job. Yep. Find the best listener result. Okay. Yeah. So looking forward to that. And uh, the weather forecast is looking very good, but you don't really believe weather forecast in New Zealand until the night before. Yep. But it's looking like it could be potentially fairly toasty. Uh, other goss, our swimming pool is cranking at home, and I'm loving it. And you, my just, son, you know what? If you guys could see his face right now, he's got the, he's got the sparkly eyes well, on. Well, it's because Thomas's swimming is just exponential growth in like oh, the last really? ten days. It's been fantastic. Just because he's in the water all the time. Well, he's just doing, trying different things. Like he's just bombing into the pool with his noodle, and, and then <laughs> then he just his then noodle is is like, they're just on the front. And then uh, and now he's basically swimming. Like he just started this week. We just sort of pushing him across the pool, and he's pretty much swimming to the side. It's oh, like, wow, Harold Thomas four. Well, that's good. Yeah, so we're loving that, and he's just he can't get around the pool. It's brilliant. And Felicity has regressed, and she won't even we're get in the pool bloody pool. Just there. Don't so, use it, man. Use it. Well, it's not ours. Just do for that. They'll be away. <laughs> Just say you thought they were on earthquake damage and they weren't well, around. That's the thing. If, so we live in a, on the hill, which is cool. And to the side of us, there's a house. That's, that one there it mm. must be screwed on the Great earthquake. Great podcasting when you point to <laughs> things. <laughs> the one to the left of us. It was funny because I was talking and I was going, oh, yeah, area hasn't been that damaged. But the house on the left of us has been ruined. And the house on that one there has been ruined yeah. as well. So actually it has. But it looks like there's a shared pool for all the houses. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't live in Russia, Bev, and we don't have shared things. Well, well, but that's the thing because there's a swimming pool there. There's a big block of land in front of it. It's on no, you know, no one's section. Yeah, and no one's living on the house that you would think the pool was at. Yeah, and there's kids in the pool all day. Right. So maybe it is shared pool. Maybe I should just go along. Hey, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your local stranger. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm taking over. <laughs> so I've never heard of a shared pool before, but you investigate that. Well, it's just weird because. Yes. 
but I can't investigate it because no one lives here. <laughs> because I have thought about doing the old sneaky because it's it's a good sized pool as well. Sneaky nighttime nudie sneaky, swim. You know, just you know, just that. <laughs> ben, what's happening in your world? Well, a couple of things happening, Joel. I'm starting to look for a bike. Right. Actually, if anyone out there is a bike company and they want to give me maybe just cost, I'll pay cost. Mm-hmm. Just want to get Bevan a bit of a cost bike. I'll talk about a location on the show <laughs> <laughs> because I need a new bike because I, my bike fell off the back of the car a few months ago, and mm-hmm. I've been using Porno's um, mountain bike, mm-hmm. and it's been really good. But you do notice it's a lot slower. <laughs> Tell me about it's, it. It's was a it, lot slower. Uh, last weekend, so I was down. Was it last weekend or the weekend before? I was at my sister-in-law's wedding, and did I tell you my mountain bike story? Oh, I didn't even know you went to a wedding. We're still loving this relationship. Maybe it was the weekend. But it was a uh, was the wedding good? Friday. Yeah, it was good. Any, any good stories from the wedding? I love a wedding. I love weddings. There's just there's, there's oh, something about weddings. A couple of things came out. What? Well, like the first, uh, yeah, the, the father-in-law's, my father-in-law's talk at the wedding. He was talking about the first night that that, that brother, the Brad, came and slept at his daughter's place, and he got up the night there was a the grandfather clock, and he went out and stopped the clock because he couldn't get to sleep because oh. of the ticking. <laughs> It was quite funny. Um, but amazing venue. It was in Queenstown above the Shotover River. Looking oh, down the show. Nice. I'm, I'm sure I must have told these stories last no, week. You didn't. Anyway, I, the, 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 Belinda didn't let me take any running gear down. I wasn't um, able to take any running gear. Oh, she, well, she put the foot down. And, and, and so we turn, we turn up. Um, we, 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 we flew down Friday morning. The wedding was Friday afternoon. We flew back Sunday, Saturday morning. So the, my, the kids were with my parents for the yep. night, first time ever, and they did exceptionally well. Um, but then. So the plan was it was a it's a bit of a drive to the venue. Yep. We drove the Belinda's dad's car to the venue and left it there overnight. And so we arrive. Um, but we when we arrive down there, they say, "Oh, great! Tomorrow morning after the wedding, you can run and pick up the car." I'm like, "But oh, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Shoes. So I had to ride my brother now brother-in-law's oh, mountain, mountain bike to pick it up. My God, slow. that was hard work. Yeah, man, slow. It was a bit of a heffalump bike. Oh, I, I honestly could have run there quicker. <laughs> so, it was so ridiculous. In the holidays, I kind of thought I'd do some different exercise, you know, because I was did a little bit of running, but I kind of. And on Sunday, I thought I'd go for a mountain bike because I never mountain bike, and we got we were like where we are, we were fortunate, we got awesome trails, and yeah. so I kind of went up Rapaki, and then I did that single trail, yeah, and I ran along, and, and you know, because my skills aren't good on a mountain bike, and I don't want to get injured, so I was thinking, no, just you know, go go at the level your skills are at. So at times, I you know, a little bit of area. But then I started to get pretty good, eh? So, so I'm like, take a risk, and I fell off. Oh no! Yeah, don't mount a bike; it's bad for you. <laughs> but I'm looking for a bike. I've got I've got fifteen hundred dollars saved. Right. Uh, probably in the next because I've kind of got all rid of my debts and everything. I'm not that, that many debts, but I got rid of all the other things I was trying to buy at this stage. So in the next kind of few weeks, I should probably get up to around two and a half thousand dollars. Should I go secondhand or new? You get a lot better bike second hand than you would new. Yeah, that's a problem because two and a half thousand is just your kind of standard bike, isn't it? Mm. Like your entry level is about a thousand and a half. Two and a half thousand, you're getting kind of uh, just average. Mm. And then five thousand is really what you want, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But if I went second hand. Sure, somebody will help you out there, Bill. Just uh, if you want a bit of a plug on the show. I'll go cost. I'll go cost. So I did that. Joe, Joe and I had a bit of an argument this week, John. <laughs> right. Yeah, putting it out there. <laughs> putting it out there. We, 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 like, we, we don't argue. We've got a pretty right. good relationship. And, Arguing's good. Oh, well, no. We're both quiet. We, just, we didn't Lucky. argue. We just, we just stopped talking. To each other. Oh yeah, that's the kind of argument I get into as well. It really is. Yeah. You, you, does, what happens with you and Belinda? Mm, no, she doesn't like. The, she doesn't like the quiet. So what, she, she, she's yeller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe's not. We're both quiet. So from Wednesday through to about Friday, 
bit of silence in this house. It was just, you know, we didn't hug much. We were quite touchy. Us, Did she authorise the use of the story? No, not at all. So if you listen to this and you know Joe, don't t- no, tell her because I'll, I'll, I'll tell her tonight. I've always got to be honest. It's the key. It started from me being a little bit dishonest. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, so, and then, you know how arguments, you know, all the stuff that's been in your mind comes up. Mm. Turns out I had me helping in the garden much, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I thought I was doing okay, but turns out I've only done two days in the garden since we've lived here. <laughs> and our garden does always seem to be pretty immaculate. <laughs> I just yeah. thought it stayed like that. So last weekend, I made up. Mm. We went out. We have got this kind of deck happening, and outside of it, so I only see the house from what I see. Mm. But if you go around the back, we've got this big bush, and I never saw it. Right. <laughs> but Joe likes the house to be an investment. So, um, so I had to trim the, the hedge, mm. and I thought it'd be a bit of a clown because we've got the the like the worker suit and stuff. Yeah. And so I put the worker suit on, <laughs> and the bright vest because I was up on the ladder, and I had my bike helmet, and, I, and I, we thought it was pretty funny. And it was pretty funny between Joe and I until all the neighbours started walking past. <laughs> <laughs> and I look, all right, talk, because <laughs> I, I had the hedge trimmer, and Joe was holding the ladder, and I got the vest and the helmet <laughs> and glasses on. <laughs> so they must have thought I was a right talk. Uh. So and I had to kind of explain it as a joke, but they don't. Yeah, I think they, they just think I'm no, weird. No, he's just a tall <laughs> he's just an idiot. Kids, stay away from that house. <laughs> Number C, don't go near it. Strange uh, man. <laughs> anyway, I think we're D. We're D. D yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we are doing an interview tonight. It's for next month's show, next month's Legends of Triathlon. Yes. And it's a good one. We've got Simon Whitfield. We're telling yes. them. Simon yes. Whitfield. Yeah. First ever. Actually, why don't you post on Facebook now if there's any questions? Just when we've finished. No, when we've finished. Okay. Well, you I just always listen to what you say. Any questions for Simon Whitfield, we, we might squeeze them in there tonight. We'll see how it goes, how it pads out. Okay. With Simon Whitfield, first ever Olympic winner. Yes. And you were just saying, you sent me over. See, John does his piece. He's well, somebody else did the piece. I can't even remember who sent it to us. But they Some sent guy from us, Australia. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. It's definitely the Australian <laughs> version. It's the Australian version. The but TV Greg Welch is commentating, isn't he? Yeah, he does a good job. Yeah. Um, but the very. The Sydney Olympics 2000 Games, mm. the race. It's so. really interesting to go back and watch that versus what they do now. It's quite. quite Oh, really? The, similar how the race has changed? Yeah, but mainly just the swim, you know. In terms of the swim and most races now, like the pack is. 50, 60 guys coming out. There might be a small breakaway, a few guys off the back. So no one really ever gets away in the water now. Yeah, but in this one, um, well, they get away at the start of the bike. You know, there might be a two-second gap, boom, turns yep. into 10. Yep. But in this one, there was quite a few gaps out there in the swim. So it was, and it was uh, an exciting race. Uh, it was certainly an exciting run, yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, I'll let you watch it, and we'll tell some of those stories tonight. Yeah, so I'm going to work So that's going to be coming out on the 1st of February. Mm. So listen out for that one because you guys, we're getting lots of good feedback on Legends of Triathlon. So tell your friends about it as well because it's, we're trying to do our bit to help the history of the sport stay alive. That's right. Anyway. Ayn Russ. I mean, don't train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. It's going to be a long one, man. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> that was it.